Welcome to For the Health of It, starring Dr. Jenny Brooke, vitality expert and wellness chiropractor at Spinal Corrective Center in Amherst, New Hampshire. She is joined by producer Mike Clark. This dynamic, sometimes crazy, sometimes funny, and always entertaining duo will inspire you to eat, move, sleep, think, and live better. You're listening to Raw Talk about full potential living for the health of it. Hey, everybody. How's it going? It's going. It's going? Yeah, where I don't know, but it's going. (laughs) You're listening to Mike Clark, famous producer. Oh, yeah, famous. And I have a guest co-host today. I want to introduce you to Aaron Hubbard. Say hi, Aaron. Hi. I'm not at all sure where we're going. I know this is in the news, though. Yes, we're doing a, a subject called In the News, which means we pull together recent news articles and I present them and we just say what we think. It's my favorite type of show. All it is. Because it's a free-for-all usually. It's a free-for-all. Yeah. And, you know, Erin's qualified for this because she not only is a business owner, she's a yoga instructor, she's in school again at age 45 for anatomy and physiology. I heard just that. because. I'm loving it, loving just it, Just because. It. I think it's just a night away from kids and... And life and craziness. Good for you. Yeah, I'm actually going while the kids are in school. My kids are fascinated because I have homework and they're baffled that I love it. That's awesome. That's right. They're completely, their brains are What are you studying? I'm just taking an anatomy and physiology class. But wait, didn't you used to be a high school science teacher? I was. I taught biology and my background um, is in biology, but more environmental studies and animal stuff. So anatomy and physiology than, will be cool for your for yoga now. Yes, absolutely. It. And yeah. I've had I've had a fair amount of anatomy and physiology through my yoga training and through my fitness training and through my weightlifting training and all of that other stuff. It's just it's gonna solidify it and get down into the details. Well it's really fun to have you here today. Thank I'm you. Sure. You know, I have a son in high school now and one thing from a homework standpoint that's really been um, interesting to me is how much he relies on technology now to do his homework. Like he has um, an iPad that he will pull up a special website where the math problems are. He can click on one button to get help. Um, really, technology has become extremely important for today's youth. Oh, no doubt. I, I, well, I, I taught high school the past three years, and we used to have uh, a thing called Google Classroom. Yes, so I've we, heard of that. we would put our assignments up on there, and the kids would do them and post them back to the Google Classroom, and the teacher would look at them from there. So, you it's know, s- cool. smartphones, iPads, computers, it's not even so much are you going to let your kids use them? It's more now you have to buy them for their school experience by the time they're a certain age. And yeah, you can't run away from it anymore. You can't. And nope. there's, an, there's an article um, in the Huffington Post. Um, oh, that was a segue? It was. Oh, wasn't that good? Nicely done. Slippery. Thank You're you. slippery Smooth. today. I was wondering if you'd catch that. Um, yes, it was published uh, January 21st of 2016 by Dr. Michael J. Bruce. And it's called A New, More Sleep-Friendly iPhone on the Way. It's about time. Okay, Hooray. So who hasn't done this? You know, you're lying in bed and you go to set your alarm, say, on your phone. And, you know, you got to just quickly check your email one more time or check Facebook or what's the weather tomorrow. Or The light when, will kill you, though. Well, that's the whole point is there's a blue light on iPads and on cell phones. And there's been more and more research being presented about how this artificial light disrupts sleep. So so iPhone is really starting to come around to change that. Yeah, it's going to be the iOS 9.3 update. 
How uh, exciting. Yeah, so it's not available yet as of this recording, but um, it was just released this week that Apple's moving toward making its handheld devices more sleep-friendly. So it's going to be an upgrade. It's an app called Night Shift. So what, this is interesting. It changes the color balance of light from your device screens during evening hours. It actually uses GPS data and user settings to adjust the composition of screen light after sunset. So it reduces the white and blue light and increases the red and orange light. So I don't even have to think about it. It'll you don't just even do it have all to by think itself. About it. I love yeah. it when things just go click. Yeah, because there's research about this um, at night according to this article, is one of the most widespread and significant disruptors to sleep is blue light because it's really aggressive in how it messes up your circadian rhythms. And we've talked about right. that. I think it's sunlight again. Well, sunlight is blue light too, isn't it? I believe it is. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And, you know, the article acknowledges that this is not just about Apple products. You know, this is a problem that we've been knowing about. It's pervasive and, you know, everyone's getting smartphones and they shine so bright at night. So they're even talking about how light should have a warning label, plain and simple, because, you know, if you're not sleeping well and your circadian rhythms are dysfunctioning, which could be a nightly occurrence for people who are on their cell phone, it is linked to cardiovascular disease, cancer, type 2 diabetes, depression, and then obvious sleep disorders like insomnia. They're, they're calling it the epidemic of light pollution. So, you know, here you'll be hearing more about this. You'll be hearing more about blue light and how there's actually things that you can buy, products that help filter the blue light out. Yeah, so, well, they have filters for uh, lenses, for cameras. Yeah, if, I'm if sure. And I'm sure, that, yeah. I'm sure they've got like, a red screen protector you yeah. can put over your yeah. phone, but that would be kind of a bother to take on and off. On and off all the time. Yeah. So look for more information out there. That so they're building that right into the iOS? They are. Oh, that's cool. They are. Apple's looking out for us. They are. They and charge us for it, but they're looking out for us. <laughs> well, and the author of this article, he calls himself um, the sleep doctor. So if you want to know more about this information, you can go to thesleepdoctor.com. Uh, but pretty interesting stuff. So the next article is by Natural News and go sticking with electronics. This is interesting. It's an article about the research behind how the overuse of electronics is causing worldwide epidemic of nearsightedness in children. Really? Yeah. So it's also called myopia, but nearsightedness is when you can't see things far away. So that happened to me in third grade. I went for a routine screening at my I always get that wrong because that's complete opposite it is of what opposite. you would think. It was yeah. opposite. So I'm nearsighted. And when I got my very first pair of glasses at age like 10, I went outside and I could not believe that I could see individual leaves on yeah, trees. I, I've heard that story yeah. before. It makes my brain explode a little bit. It's like, yeah. you didn't know there were leaves on You don't trees? wear glasses, Erin? No, I, I wear cheaters to read at this oh, do point. You? Yeah. So you're the rare one. You are the rare you one. You are the rare one. Um, it's, it's a, it's I'm a just my mother's daughter. That's all. It's a <laughs> worldwide think? epidemic. So all these Pretty countries sure are, are having to deal with more and more people being, <laughs> you guys are funny, more and more people being nearsighted. Yeah. So it's increased, really, it started increasing during the 1970s. Because, okay, so back then, about 25% of 12 to 54-year-olds were nearsighted or myopic. By the t 2000s, it was more than 41%. And it's been getting worse and worse and worse. And they, the experts believe that it's because of increased screen usage. And the cool thing is this article actually talks about how you can reduce that problem. 
so well, or, or prevent it. Okay, so if I've you have, especially kids, if you have small, know how to fix it. this is how you fix it. Obviously, increasing their outdoor activity is the first recommendation mm-hmm. because when you're outside, you tend to look out to the horizon more. Right. You tend to look really far away. So looking at something very far away is a wise thing to practice, um, even if you have to look through a window at a distant view. So they gave a formula, the 20-20-20 rule, for every 20 minutes of close-up activity, look at something about 20 feet away for about 20 seconds. Oh, it gives so your, it's a little thing. You don't even have to go. It's not like a one-to-one. You just for a couple minutes. That's probably yeah, really hard for most of us to do that, though. Well, do you remember, Mike? This was part of the podcast we did called the 10-Second Vacation. Right. Remember? Exactly. We looked up yeah. from the computer. You looked mm-hmm. out a window, ideally, at as far away as you could look for... Five to ten seconds. Yeah, I think that was about a ten-second podcast, too, wasn't it? It was a real. It was a six-minute podcast. <laughs> so check that one out. Ten, ten well, second even vacation. Just sitting here, Mike, you can look through in your studio. If you look through your window, the farthest point away from you is about twenty feet away, and right, that's exactly. all it takes. Yeah, except there's usually ugly musicians in there, so I don't want to look that <laughs> one. No, I'm kidding. You're a sound guy. You're right. I have to look at them. <laughs> Well, I think it's going to reach a threshold, and I think things are going to change. I think technology is going to start putting more focus on making it um, healthier right, for healthier, the user. So yeah. maybe the screens, you know, less well, blue we light. we just talked about that with Apple. I exactly. mean, they're already doing that. So maybe if they put filters on there or And I know, think it's something. going to get cool at some point to be low-tech. You know, it's going to go through phases, but we're really hitting a peak right now of technology. And I think, you know, for the most part, it's here to stay. But I do think we'll find a balance with it. Right now, it's not about balance. Well, the pendulum is only, you know, has swung this way towards technology so far. And then we're still waiting for it to come back or to find the balance between. And so there'll be a kickback or resistance you see people going off the grid and all that other stuff exactly what's old is new again you know a lot of people are getting into vinyl again you know like listening to records it's really maybe by the time our kids are in their 40s it'll be super hip to have a no screen dinner where everyone actually sits at the table be like in the olden days this is how people did it how we did it (laughs) they turned off the tv this is actually kind of cool we're talking to each other how about that In the meantime, Mercola.com talks recently about some of the benefits of coffee and green tea. So we've done whole episodes on this, but this is some information that I actually had not read before. So I thought it would be fun to see what the latest research out um, available for black coffee and for green You've tea. You've turned into a big coffee girl, haven't you? When um, I first met you, you would never touch the stuff. No, but yeah. one thing you'll learn from even this article is I drink coffee, but I do it right. Yeah. So for example, I have one a day, maybe once or twice a week, I'll have a second one, but it's only you know, the two shot espresso. I had, it's organic. Yeah. You drink it's good coffee. It's freshly ground when yeah. I get it. See, I, I chew on Maxwell house, you know, <laughs> <Right>. so. <laughs> That's okay, not Mike. The right so way, this Mike. is, Probably this not. is for you. So 60% of adults drink coffee every morning, mm-hmm. 60% on average, they mm-hmm. have two cups. Um, and tea, it's the most consumed beverage next to water in the world with 2 billion people drinking it every morning. Do you so, drink tea? I do. Yeah. I love iced tea. Yeah. And I, oh. I switched to tea, and I. it's interesting because when I drink even a cup of coffee a day regularly, it makes me jittery and anxious. But if I drink black caffeinated tea, it doesn't do I, the get, I get the boost and feel alert and awake, but I don't get edgy. Mm, interesting. Well, and really when you look at negative effects of of caffeine, it's the caffeine 
that really... Right, it's a drug. Right. And the positive benefits, if you read about it, it's really um, when you're making sure the coffee or the tea is organic, it's freshly ground, um, you're not putting crappy junk into it, like, you know, regular milk or sugar. Coffee mate. Because the thing is, coffee has <laughs> anti they, coffee has antioxidants, and mm-hmm. this was really interesting. The article says um, coffee, because of the volume consumed, not because of its high amount, is the primary source of antioxidants in the American diet. That's sad. I know. <laughs> that's, but so they that's did sad. say the good thing is the antioxidants may help neutralize the harsher effects of the caffeine. Well, and that that's entirely true. But there's better sources for antioxidants, people. Well, especially because most most coffee produce is heavily contaminated with pesticides. Mm-hmm. Like we're talking serious pesticides. Mm-hmm. It's actually one of the most heavily sprayed crops. So coffee can be very, very bad for you if you're buying, what is it that you drink, Mike? No, I I just used to say Maxwell House, but I don't get. I'm one not of those, that bad. One of those grocery store close brands, to it, right. right? So when we talk about the benefits, we, we're really it's understood that we're talking about organic and we're ideally fair trade, pesticide free. Right. Isn't it good for your liver though? Wasn't I, I? I thought I read that somewhere. And that coffee is good for your liver. Yeah, it might be. And if you have a bit of coffee before you work out, fantastic. You can. You can be more focused, you can work out harder, you can, all of those things. And it doesn't, you know, it's a good thing. Well, and Mike, this is important for you. Another con is that coffee available today is rancid. Like literally most coffee is rancid. Okay, so you grind the beans, within a week, they're completely stale. Oh, yeah. It's because the rate of rancidity increases dramatically once you grind them. Yeah, so so much of the bagged coffee you find in grocery stores is already degraded and rancid. So, you know, you have to really try to buy a whole bean, grind it yourself, or go to a coffee shop that actually grinds it that day. Um, And really, if you give up the caffeine in coffee, then you get all the benefits if you drink it in that way. Um, thirdly, don't you have to be careful about how the decaffeination yes. process happens? Yes, you need a water filtered, water filtered decaf. Okay, you guys are making so this way too they complicated use, they for use, me. They use chlorine. <laughs> they use chlorine. Would you like chlorine poured over your coffee before you drink it? So here, here's not. a okay, here's a don't here's that. a plug for Southern New Hampshire, Mike. Union Coffee Company is around the corner from your house, and it's completely organic. Amazing beans from A and E Coffee, which is also just down the road. So. Yeah, but I'm not going to get out of bed and oh, go down but to, you can and buy, visit Derek but you can buy the six in the morning. But you can buy the whole beans, grind it right there, and put them in your coffee pot. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, cool. There you go. You swing by Union about once a week. You can do that <laughs> <laughs> because it is important that it's roasted properly. Right. Yeah. The darkest pigments have the most um, benefits. So you want like a dark roast coffee or French roast express espresso or Turkish coffee. Um, that makes a difference. So listen to this. There was a 2011 study. It found that dark roast coffee led to a significant body weight reduction in pre-obese volunteers, Ooh. whereas light roast did not. Isn't that interesting? So dark roast coffee produces more of a chemical that helps prevent the production of excess stomach acid, so it's easier on your stomach and less fat. Interesting. So it doesn't work so much if you dump a whole bunch of half and half into it then, huh? No. And the thing too, Mike, is that drip drip coffee, you really want non-bleach filters. Uh, Yeah, the bright white ones are chlorine bleached and they go right into your coffee. No, we have brown ones. Chlorine over your coffee before you drink it. I think you already asked me that, Aaron. Is there an echo in here? <laughs> yeah. And it's really kind of all the same 
rules with green tea. 90% of the world's green tea is made in China, but because of pollution, there's a lot of lead potential. There's a lot of lead in the environment. So lead in tea leaves may or may not get into the body, but if you're consuming matcha green tea, because that's the entire ground tea leaf, really important that you don't buy it in China, get it from Japan. There you go. You heard it from me. Note to sell. This is useful. Info. Also, black and green tea is really high in fluoride, even if it's grown organically. Um, so that's something to know. You're taking in fluoride with tea. And, and like coffee, when you go for tea, opt for organic. Make sure that it's grown in a pristine environment that can avoid the fluoride. Um, no heavy metals, obviously, or toxins. So know where you get your tea. You know, in our town, we've got a neighboring town. We have a tea specialist with a beautiful shop that sells teas. Go out of your way. Buy a whole bunch in advance. Yeah, the Cozy yeah. Tea Cart. Yeah. Cozy fantastic. Tea Cart's yeah. really sweet place to go. But a pure, high-quality tea can be extremely healthy. But there's a huge difference between just getting any random tea at a restaurant or in a grocery store compared to high quality. So let's take a break. And when we come back, you know what we're going to talk about? What are we going to talk about? Travel constipation. Oh, no. See, it's I'm a already, problem. I'm already bound up. It's a problem. You're listening to Raw Talk about full potential living for the health of it. Your host is Dr. Jenny Brooke, vitality expert and wellness chiropractor at Spinal Corrective Center in Amherst, New Hampshire. If you're in the Southern New Hampshire area, you can schedule a health consultation and examination with Dr. Jenny. To schedule, call 673-5600. That's 673-5600. For more information about Spinal Corrective Center, go to www.spinalcorrectivecenter.com or call 673-5600. To find a chiropractor in your area, go to www.chiropractic.org slash doctorfinder. Now back to raw talk about full potential living for the health of it. So the good people at the New York Times covered a very important topic that's so relevant to so many people, travel constipation. You guys know what I mean, right? Well, yeah. I don't. Well, well, I don't like to poop in foreign to toilets, to tell you the truth. I'll hold it for like a month if I have to. <laughs> I, I, keep, I keep smooth move tea on hand in my house oh, just, just for when my parents travel to see me. <laughs> that's... <laughs> We have prunes in our house for sure. Yeah. There you go. Well, you think about it. Traveling throws off your routine. You know, we're creatures of habit. You like to do what you do, when you do it, where you do it. Right. And then That's all of a sudden, about. everything is different. Yeah. Well, yeah. with most of these things, if you take, you know, with a light thing and with this thing in particular, the body is built so that back in caveman times when we were running from tigers and bears and oh my, that it's really important to only have to take a break and do your number two when you are safe and something isn't about to kill you right. or be able to put it in a place where you will not be tracked. These <laughs> That's are my things. concern. So you add in the anxiety of traveling. Right. And there you go. And it's not just constipation. You know, for some people it's increased indigestion, increased right. bloating. You're eating weird stuff and yeah, yeah. Totally eating mm -hmm. weird stuff. Yeah. So part of it is the problem can just be time zone changes. Your body's literally off its rhythm from that. Another big one is dehydration. You know, just mm -hmm. flying in a plane alone will dehydrate you. And then on top of that, a lot of people drink more alcohol than usual. Um, and both of those things can lead to constipation. Does flying tweak you anyway? It does to me. 
Like it, it can subluxate you for oh sure. Oh my God, yeah. Those little seats and, and then not moving. It messes with my ears the air too, com- horribly. Yeah, all of it. Yeah. And then you're changing your diet oftentimes. Right. So whether you're trying new foods, you're just getting less fiber than you're accustomed to, that'll throw your system off. And then some people have what they call bathroom anxiety. That's what I'm talking about. Right. Like, I'm not going to use a hotel bathroom <laughs> yeah. that thousands of people have used or public restroom. Ah. And what if somebody knows what I'm doing in there? Right, exactly. <laughs> well, you can always bring some uh, poo-pourri with you. So here's the qu- here's a quote from the article. So I've heard that's fantastic. Uh, it works. They have it at the school. The <laughs> standard department has it. I have it in have my bathroom. I have it in my bathroom. Oh, okay. There you yeah. go. You can, buy it. you can buy it just down the road. So here's a quote from the article. Maybe we can get them as a sponsor. <laughs> There's some in my bathroom. I wish it would get used. <laughs> Uh-oh. Um, Uh-oh. Mike, once you withhold, it sits in the rectum and dries out, sitting there almost like a plug. Yeah, that's not good. There you go. It's yeah. not good. Yeah. And, and then I get all grumpy mom- and stuff. And as a mother, I can tell you what happens next. Oh, gross. <laughs> so, I mean, really the solution to that is you literally have to schedule a time to poop. Hmm. You know, everyone's like, okay, it's our first day here and we're going to go to the zoo at 8 a.m. And you're thinking, uh, Oh, I better poop at quarter Yeah, up. like I got to get up yeah. at six. Oh, yeah. oh, oh, you know what we just got in our house? What Santa brought to us? What? The squatty potty. Oh, those one of those special things where you squat and it helps you poop better? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Because we need to squat. So raising the knees higher than the pelvis. Is yes. that what it is? So putting your feet on something. Worst case scenario, you're desperate. You can literally put your feet on the toilet and squat. Like yeah. You have to be flexible, but squat on the toilet itself. Are you making this crap up? <laughs> no. there's a, It's a very funny ad, actually. If you look up the squatty potty, you would laugh. It really for puts days. you in a better position. It so does. was it a it joke, does. or are you actually going to use, your family going to use it? Oh, there have been rave reviews coming from my bathroom. <laughs> and so, no, truly, I mean, take it back to caveman times. How did we do these things? When we were in caves, we, we were not sitting. We were not sitting on a throne. It's true. No. We squatted. We squatted, and we squatted for thousands and thousands and thousands of years. That's how we were, and you know, see what's old is new again. Yeah, yeah. And going back to smooth move tea, right? Yes. So yeah. the company is Traditional Medicinals. They make a, the same thing as Senna tea, but that can really help people when they're traveling. Yeah. Just see, we take could have done a you. whole show on this subject. Yeah, my rule, my <laughs> oh, rule is that hours. that only water on the airplane because you really need to hydrate. The plane dehydrates yeah. you. You want to have a drink, have it afterwards. If you're all unless you're traveling, anxious, have children. it before. <laughs> right, <laughs> seriously. <laughs> but the biggest thing is with constipation is you can't wait till you have the problem. You have to be proactive about mm-hmm. it. There's nothing worse than getting to a foreign country and having to find a pharmacy because you can't move your bowel for like five days. That's not me saying that I'm reading the article, but you can imagine. And here's one other trick. This is something that I do, um, not so much from constipation, but just kind of the the bloating and the gassy stuff that comes from eating food you're not used to. Mm-hmm. Um, I always carry digestive enzymes in my pocketbook. And I will take one or two. They're just chewable papaya enzymes. I buy them at Trader Joe's. They I taste good. Those. I have a special little like container I put them in in my in my purse. And if I go to pretty much any restaurant, something I know my body's not used to eating or I don't know what kind of chemicals are in their food, I'll have one or two chewable enzymes before my meal. And that really helps me feel better the next day. See, I didn't think you guys pooped. Hot girls don't poop. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> I actually um, am blessed to not have any constipation issues oh, good I have, for you, I have like rock hard 
That's yeah, not the word. That's no, not. no, I have no like, let's not do I have that. To... That sounds painful to me. <laughs> that was an ironic statement. Okay, cut that out. <laughs> I'm fortunate to take after my father when it comes to fantastic digestion. Excellent. This is a great article. This comes from Forbes magazine. It was just recently, January of 2016. It's about staying safe and healthy during the snowstorm. So not all our listeners live in snow country, but if, you know, you live in the Midwest, you live in the East, you are used to snow. And this was this was an interesting article. It was a funny article, but there's some, int- there's some valuable information here. The first thing that they say is don't eat snow. <laughs> what? <laughs> well, I mean, they go on to say, obviously, don't eat yellow or brown snow or snow that looks like chocolate chips. Yeah. No. <laughs> but Did you ever, I mean, who would eat snow? Well, my daughter constantly, she'll, really? she'll go out, yeah, oh, she'll, sure. yeah, she'll go outside and get like a, a big bowl of it and bring it inside and put, put some type of juice and make, make snow cones. Yeah, maple yeah. syrup or juice yeah. and make snow cones. Oh, that's a good idea. So depending on where you live, obviously New York City snow might be a little more polluted so than much. say snow in the middle of the country. And not so much near the street where the plows have been right. and all the salt People might have been be walking in the bottom of their shoes or whatever. Exhaust. But so they're saying the color is not a reliable indicator of how clean it is because even white snow before it touches the ground can be filled with pollutants. So take that as a warning. Okay, mm. the no, second... Our New Hampshire snow is very clean, I, I think bet. so, too. It yeah. is, it's true. If you look on your trees and there's lichen on your trees, then your air quality is really good. And so maybe the snow is okay. But if there isn't green stuff growing on your trees, then don't eat the snow. Well, That's good advice. Here's a tip. Brains and beauty, she has it all. She does. Thanks, too, bad it's, too bad it's the radio. She really is beautiful. She is. Okay, so here we go. Number two, dress in layers, dress appropriately, wear footwear with good traction and overdress rather than underdress. Okay, this may seem obvious, but it's amazing. Yeah, we live in New England. Oh, I look at my patients walking in. Ugh. Try yeah. telling the teenagers that. Yes. But, but we're badasses up here. It doesn't affect us. We are. It's yeah. a, we're our, fine. I'm the, fine. I'm fine. But, I don't need it. You know, I'm out there in a t-shirt. However, you know. Mike, the article says even Matthew McConaughey would not take his shirt off in a snowstorm. <laughs> Are you sure about that? that? That's a shame. I'm not, does, does he kind of weird you out, Matthew McConaughey? I mean, those car com- ads are a little weird. I'm sorry. No? Nobody? They're, they're, they're weird. They're growing they're, on me. Rather? They are. Okay, so he, this is actually kind of important. Beware of health problem warning signs. So they're talking at first about frostbite. So tingling, loss of feeling could be early signs of frost snip or frostbite. So feeling discomfort in the chest, arms, back, neck, jaw, stomach, Shortness of breath, a cold sweat, nausea, lightheadedness, those could be signs of a heart attack, which are more common in the cold. Yep. And possible signs of hypothermia are shivering, nausea, increased heart rate, dizziness, hunger, or fatigue. Hunger. Isn't that interesting? That's that could weird. Be yeah. Hypothermia. See, right? I don't have to worry about any of that, Jen, because I don't go outside in the winter. Yeah, that's true. I like the great indoors. Well, that's in the good because the next thing is, this, is minimize your alcohol intake. Okay. See, that's why I stay indoors. <laughs> Right, because drinking alcohol can increase your susceptibility to cold. Alcohol makes you more susceptible to cold, and you may not realize it. Isn't that interesting? Even though it makes you feel warmer, you're not actually warmer. You're not actually warmer. So then you can't feel, your senses are dulled, so you can't feel the frostbite coming in. And Exactly. Now, this one is something that matters to me. Treat snow removal as you would any strenuous exercise. Okay, so if you're about to go run a marathon, right, the things you would do and not do. So you would avoid a large meal beforehand. 
right? You would wear appropriate clothing. You would stretch before and after. You'd start right. slow. You'd take frequent breaks. I mean, maybe not a marathon, but you, you get the point. It makes a lot of sense. A lot of people, it's just like the weekend warrior. Like, yeah, they, they like literally, they all think shoveling. they're 15 years old. They, you know, people will go out and just shovel and shovel for like four or five hours and then wonder why they're in severe pain the next day. So, oh, my yoga classes get really popular after a big snowstorm. Snow <laughs> this is funny. Walk like a penguin on snow and ice. Oh, true. Mm -hmm. Small steps, shuffle, spread and point your feet outwards slightly. That broadens and lowers your center of gravity. Walk with flat feet, lean forward so your center of gravity is over your feet, and use your arms like wings to balance. You know, don't wear, you know, wear your gloves. You don't have to keep your hands in your pockets. You're less likely to fall. Isn't that funny? Yeah, there is no determined striding across ice. But if you do have to fall, fall like a ball. So you find yourself slipping, literally think tuck and roll. So tuck in your limbs, tuck your head, because it's your head, your knees, your wrists, and your spine that are most susceptible to injury. And even though this is hard, try to stay as relaxed as possible. Right. You always want to like brace yourself. Same though. thing with car accidents. That's why like people who are drunk get in car accidents and walk away from it. If you can go limp and just let your body have no tension, you actually are less likely to get injured. Don't you have to worry about your tailbone, too, a little bit? Mm-hmm. But I That's part of you, tucking. If you tuck your tailbone, mm-hmm. then you land on your back. Mm-hmm. And lastly, this is pretty interesting. It says stay positive and connected because snow, darkness, and cold can really leave people feeling down. So oh, especially so like true. in New England, yeah, we lose power. You feel disconnected from the world. It's very have, isolating. Do you have it seasonal is. disorder? I don't. I do. You do? Yeah. Oh, so you are you live in walking distance to me now. I'll make sure we have a little party next yeah, time we lose power. I, I get really depressed in the, in the you know, not that I'm that depressed of a person, but I'm, you know, so I'm a, I like sunshine and it just makes me... You know, I think I had a pretty good bout of that this year too. Did you? And then it, it seemed to, like I noticed that I get bummed out when everything is very brown and it's really kind of dark. But right. then once the first snowfall hits, it improves a bit. Yes. Because everything's just a little bit brighter. Happy. See, my wife's a freak. She actually likes winter better than summer. She well, said that to she, me. She yeah. lives in the right she place. Loves it. Yeah. Well, she does. And that's another argument for the, the last article, which is very brief. It's Mercola.com as well. He talks about how vitamin D really plays an important role for health. And one of the ways that vitamin D can help is with seasonal affective disorder or depression. We really we need yeah. more vitamin D and we don't have sunlight as much in the winter. So taking a vitamin D supplement in the winter can be I very do. helpful helpful. One of our clients at Prevail had all kinds of health problems, like serious, serious health problems, was on steroids for years. They couldn't figure out what was going on with him. Finally, finally, a physician's assistant said, hey, where did you grow up? Oh, we've noticed that a lot of people from there have a serious vitamin D deficiency. He was below the chart, like below the chart. They've started- So secured now? Yeah, they've started yeah. loading him up on vitamin D. I think he went in for IV infusions even. Oh, wow. That's yeah. serious. Yeah, and now it's all getting better. Well, some of the diseases linked to a vitamin D deficiency is anything that has to do with the eye or the bowels, um, diseases that are rooted in chronic inflammation and immune dif- dysfunction. He had a ton of 
inflammation, like joint pain and mm -hmm. also like muscle spasming stuff going on. Yeah. So think dry eye, macular degeneration, MS, multiple sclerosis, bowel diseases, rheumatic diseases, depression. Um, and then really in pregnancy, it's really important to make sure your vitamin D levels stay high. So this um, is a good selling point for... Um Tell my wife I want to move to the Caribbean then, right? <laughs> or yeah, just get I a vitamin, vitamin D, D supplement. No, shh. The thing about vitamin D is Hopefully she won't listen it, to this. It's cheap. Right. It's cheap. It's easy to take. You take it as directed because it is a fat-soluble vitamin. You don't want to overdose, but most people are so deficient. It, it's just a great thing. Mike, you cannot move to the Caribbean. We need you here. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, we could do the podcast from there. Another you can group. fly down every True. couple of weeks. Oh, that'd be nice. Okay, yeah, wouldn't okay, it? okay. On the beach. I'm on board. You know? Yeah. Soaking up vitamin D. That's right. Okay, and let's let's end with that. That's very good. <laughs> Be well, everybody. You've been listening to Raw Talk about full potential living for the health of it. Your host was Dr. Jenny Brooke, vitality expert and wellness chiropractor at Spinal Corrective Center in Amherst, New Hampshire. If you live in the southern New Hampshire area, schedule a health checkup with Dr. Jenny at 673-5600. That's 673-5600. For more information about Spinal Corrective Center, call 673-5600 or check out www.spinalcorrectivecenter.com. You can also find Dr. Jenny on Facebook at Spinal Corrective Center. Thank you for listening to Raw Talk about full potential living for the health of it. <laughs>